Before we get going, JK and I just want to share with you about Barracuda's activity camp. We have been, we went there re- very recently. Yeah. We spent the day there. We joined in with the activities. Mm. And from my personal opinion, as a teacher, as a parent, and as someone who works from home, I haven't seen any better holiday childcare. I don't think it should just be for kids. <laughs> I know that's the point of it. But, gen- I mean, we had the best time ever. I mean, some of our favourite things to do. Football. We were playing football. Um, we're, we're talking motorsports. They have quad bikes, but not just any quad bikes. We're eco-friendly. I know. They're electric quad In bikes. In all honesty, it was quite hard to get you off of the yeah. quad. <laughs> they, I mean, they have archery. They had swimming. There was an indoor swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, arts and crafts, bouncy castles. Bouncy castle was fun. Fencing. Fencing. Decent. Yeah. We didn't get to do that. But Go-karting. That was, it was, it, honestly, there's so many activities for so many different kids. So if you're looking for somewhere for your children during the summer holidays check out Barracudas there's a link in the description below Um, we've also got an offer so you can save £20 using the code DAD23 brilliant again that'll be in the description below also what I do love if you're worried about flexibility there's no standard drop off pick up time Mm. you can sort of long hours there there are long hours as well so if you work I don't know you have to go into town or whatever it is they they cater for for all this stuff Ofsted approved Fantastic reviews on Trustpilot. I think it's like 4.8 or 4.9 out of 5. It's fantastic. Um, So check it out. Also, you're you're going to book Noah in, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Luna. If you ever need more of a recommendation, Jake is going to be using them himself. I will tell you more as and when. When I get the feedback from Noah and Luna, Noah's good. He gives feedback. Luna's one of those that just doesn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah. How was school? Fine. Fine. (laughs) No, you don't. I mean, you're five years old and you're fining me. Yeah. (laughs) No. It's not on. <laughs> Amazing. Right, let's get going. A Dadsnet original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the JK and Al podcast. And this, we've had a lot of very good guests, but I think in terms of who we have seen the most on our screens, this has to be the winner because today we're joined by Maddie Moat from uh, from CBBC, presenting some of my favourite shows, the kids' favourite shows, and most dads' favourite shows, all through Dadsnet. Maddie, I'm so sorry about him at the moment. You can tell that he's he's super fanning out. A bit you. fangirly. You know what I mean? This is this is what happens. <laughs> no, I'll take it. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, look, we we get a lot of people throughout Dadsnet talking about the shows that they end up watching with their kids and sometimes their kids will leave and go off and do other things and dads and mums are left just watching these shows and I kid you not you it, between it, the top three without a doubt is yeah. Hey Dougie Bluey and Maddie Moe <laughs> like, I mean that's you're that's kidding good... put me up with the two big dogs that's massive exactly, exactly I would take that all day long because those guys are massive is Bluey a dog or a dingo a dog I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Bluey's a dog um, oh. It's a specific type of dog, though. It's an Australian dog. Um, ah. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, I'm, go- I'm, I'm definitely going with dog. I, I, I will. I reckon though that cartoon is is actually a cartoon for parents. It's so clever. It's, it oh, without is doubt, brilliant! It is the best kids' cartoon out there. Full stop. It's brilliant. Yeah, like I would watch it. And I don't have mm. children. I think it's that yeah. funny. It's, it's a it's a parenting animation, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> up there with Simpsons and Family Guy. Absolutely. Better. Better. <laughs> yeah. 
I actually don't like the Simpsons or Family Guy. <laughs> Maddie, that I mean, this is an interesting point. Like, so when you are kind of producing shows or you're kind of working on a show, how much of uh, how much how much of consideration do you put into the fact that parents will be watching certainly some of this with their kids? That that for me is huge. Um, I love it when I get to meet parents and they say that you know the shows that I make is something that they enjoy watching as a family and the last thing I want is parents to have to be sitting on the sofa in front of the TV and feel like they want to just throw the TV set out of the window because <laughs> they are so bored or they feel like their own I don't know that their their minds are going numb watching the content so I always want anything I make to be super interesting and fun for parents as well as kids um, especially as the children who sort of watch the shows that I make on see BBs anyway, you know, they're between four and six. So parents are still at that point, mostly pretty invested in what their kids are watching still. So the chances are they are going to be making the choices as to whether the children watch, you know, the stuff that I make or not. So I'm all for making content that's for families um, and that can be enjoyed by the parents as well. Definitely. I don't think there's anything better than you know, a family coming up to you in the street and saying that they they love watching the show, they love watching it with their kids. That's that's a nice thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, I think the best thing is when you know that a family have sat down, they've watched your show together, but then if it's then inspired them to go and do something in real life as well, sort of like beyond the TV set, that for me is the absolute winner, um, which is probably more of a goal for me when it comes to the stuff that I make on YouTube, actually. Um, I love to be able to sort of, you know, give parents and families ideas for things that they can go out and do together. So you can watch something online you know, watch something on the TV screen, but then actually go do something active afterwards. So that's always something that I I aim to, I guess, inspire feels like a bit much, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever revealed this. So, um, oh God. So I used to do kids TV. <laughs> I did a, a, a stuff with CBBC and um, uh, a few shows with like ITV. And the, 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 I suppose that the show that like people still recognise me for now. It's a show called Hider in the House where we mm-hmm. hid celebrities in the house. Did you do you remember that, Maddie? Or you, you probably before your time, um, I guess. No. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I might, I might I don't know when you did it, but I might have sort of like grown out of CBBC at that age. I don't know. Nineteen eighty No. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> About two thousand and seven time, I think it was, something like that. Oh yeah, no, I was definitely I wasn't I wouldn't have been watching CBBC. No, then. which is which is probably right. <laughs> um but so my my wife Charlie, the, the mm. one of the kind of reasons that we are together is that her nan and her mum both watch the show with her brothers. Right. And when Charlie and I were kind of first seeing each other, Charlie told them who she was seeing, <laughs> and the mum and the nan sort of gave the approval because of the kids' TV that I did, and they kind of like me. Well, because it's so wholesome. Yeah. They wow. decided that that was it. You were you were definitely going to be wholesome and lovely and yeah. bright and charming enough. Well, no, but Maddie, what what worried me was why did she have to get the approval of mum and nan? Did she not want to get with me in the first place? Yeah, but yeah. Also, <laughs> also it's you've done good a to l- get outside approval. Always, <laughs> yeah, good true. To get that, to get that mark of approval from your nan, especially. <laughs> That's, that's, ama- that's impressive. It, it's amazing that that Charlie's nan didn't look at some of the other shows you were doing as well. <laughs> no, we won't talk about those. No, let's not talk and about. Can I, just, can I just check? The show was about people hiding in 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 a house. We hid celebrities in people's houses without one of the parenting knowing. Yeah, it was a kids' show. Yeah, 
<laughs> okay, but still, I love that the context of that that was that was still enough to get you a seal of approval. The fact yes. that you're hosting something about people hiding, <laughs> yes. strangers hiding in your house. <laughs> yeah, it still wasn't you know, a nice documentary about like nature or no. or animals or something, was it? No, no. <laughs> I mean, when 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 Sean Lloyd, the weather lady, w- hid under a bed and put her hand in dog poo. I mean, that's one of the finest moments of yeah. my CBBC career. M- marriage material. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point though they say you should never work with kids and children uh, kids and animals what's what's been some awkward moments that you've had working with with children oh well that, i mean so for the show that i've um, that i guess most people will know on cbb's is maddie's do you know and to be honest there aren't any kids in it um mainly because it's just me going around factories and workshops or farms you know finding out how things work or how things are made so i haven't really had to do that much filming with children um animals however that's always interesting um I filmed with a bunch of monkeys once and um, they spent the entire time trying to eat everything. (laughs) So that was pretty tricky. Um, And I also did some filming on a boat in Iceland, Klang. I'm aware that I'm dropping a big sort of like, you know, filming in Iceland uh, name drop there. Um, But that was filming with uh, whales, with orca. Oh no, no, that's one of my, that's what I want to do. That's the one, that's my bucket list number one. Is it? Yeah. I, it was absolutely amazing, but the problem wasn't with the orca; it was with me. I got so seasick. I think I threw up oh, about eleven no. times <gasps> in the process of trying to film these whales. Wow. It was horrendous. Got through it; totally worth it. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting filming experience. It's my favourite animal. I've got a killer whale tattoo. That, I know that does that again. I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm such a catch, aren't I? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Nice. Where is it? Don't I, ask. Don't that. ask that. <laughs> Honestly, I knew that oh, was no, coming really as soon know. as you mentioned it. Oh, Look, if I if I tell you that it was I I I was given to I was given it on my 18th birthday party at 2 a.m. after I finished DJing at the club I was DJing and the doorman's daughter was there and she was a tattoo artist. That kind of gives you everything you the need. Context. To know. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, it good? Uh, well, this, you, can, you can tell it's a whale. You know, that's about it. It's a killer whale, all right? <laughs> Not a dolphin. We, okay. There's actually a previous episode where he does reveal it. So if you wanted to go back through the back catalog. Don't, Maddie, don't. don't. <laughs> all right. Don't, please. Um, Maddie, how, what's, wh- when you're going around doing um, yeah, Maddie's Do You Know, how mm. interested are you on a personal level in the factories and, 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 and all the de- various different bits and pieces that you're filming? so interested um i love a factory genuinely in in my happy place um it it is just it is so interesting and i often find the more everyday or the more mundane the object that you know i might be investigating the better so something as simple as a fork or um i don't know bread those are the factories that I think are the best because they're the ones that tend to surprise you um like i remember going to a bread factory where they were making 320,000 loaves of bread a day and seeing an oven large enough to be able to sort of manage that scale of loaves was was just awesome. You just don't expect there to be an oven that's the size of about six London buses, but there you go, yeah. it exists. It's, um, it's, and the same with a fork. It has to be dipped in about eight different solutions of metal um, just just before 
you can use it. Um, so yeah, I, I love the more, the, the more boring the object, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I, I in my and you know how you just end up doing things and you think, why am I here? I ended up in the Lego factory once over in um, <gasps> I've in been to the Lego factory <laughs> in Billund. It's and that's fascinating, isn't it? Because they've got the robots that go around. It's those blue robot trolley things. Mm-hmm. And they go and they take like a big box of Lego off the shelf and then they'll go and put it on that shelf. And it's these robots. It's, it's, and then you just see these conveyor belt after conveyor belt just churning out com- entirely different Lego pieces. It's fascinating. Yeah. That's a, that's a good the one, automated right? automated factories are, are, are brilliant. Yeah. Um, I was in a, um, a car factory finding out how cars are made. And that was incredible because that's still done on just one big production line, which I think was something like two miles long. So you've just got these cars in various stages that are just, you know, making their way on this like two mile journey. But what was fascinating for all of the people and the workers that were positioned along the factory line, they didn't have to be responsible for going to fetch parts. That was all automated. So you had these little robots that were making their way around the factory, making sure that all of the staff, the people that were working there, had exactly the things they would need for the next car that would that would be coming along. So they weren't having to say, oh gosh, you know, I've run out, run out of wing mirrors, I'm going to need another one. They would just turn around and the robot would have it there ready for them. Wow. Which is fascinating how <laughs> that works. Can, can I get one of those robots at home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what kids are for? <laughs> well, hey, that's what it you takes need. a lot more training. I'd rather, like training or programming. It's much easier. Surely, surely Ted has worked out how to go to the fridge and get you a beer. That's, that's the first thing <laughs> to teach the, them. It's the opening that he struggles with. Oh no, that's your job. You're <laughs> <laughs> responsible. Um, it does really come. I mean, I feel like I'm in an episode right now, really, because it really does come across. That that's why I asked because I, I kind of knew the answer. It comes right. across how interested you are on a personal level. And I think that they're the TV shows, they're the, the TV programs where you really, uh, you, you, you kind of, it's a different layer, isn't it? Because the person in it is not just being paid to be in it. They're actually there because they mm. want to do it. It's a bit like mm. Attenborough. That's why he's so successful because he genuinely had well, lots of reasons, but he's genuinely interested in the things that he's talking about. But you look at the greats though, like, you know, um, I was a big fan of Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, yeah. you know, and who's the, who's the guy? Is it Steve Bachelor? Yeah, Bachelor. Yeah. I think, yeah. it, you know, you can tell Maddie that you absolutely adore what you do. And it's, it's a bit like, like, is it actually work? Like you say, it's a bonus that you get paid for it. Oh, completely. Yeah, no, I genuinely do love being in a factory. Um, I hadn't done it for a while, actually. And then recently, um, oh gosh, where was I? I can't remember, but I had to put on a hard hat and my uh, steel toe cap boots again. And I was like, here we go. Yeah. This feels right back in my happy place. <laughs> back where I feel comfortable. Maddie, what's your favourite show that you've done? Is it is it Maddie's um, Do You Know? I think Do You Know will always be the thing that's, you know, closest to my heart. I, I, I love it. I still do. Um, and, you know, I still I still love finding out how things are made and how things grow. That's still something I do on my YouTube channel um, because we're not actually filming the CBB series anymore because we made so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> so they can just keep repeating those for as long as they yeah. want at this point. Um but I was really fond of a show I made for CBBC, so, you know, slightly older kids, called Show Me the Honey, which was when I followed uh, four families as they became beekeepers for the first time. It was kind of a competition, kind of a, you know, a, a show just learning about bees in the environment. But um, I've been a beekeeper with my mum for about, gosh, 10, 15 years now. So being able to do that with the kids um, for a TV show, that was brilliant. I absolutely loved that. 
I love the fact that they're taking, so obviously you knew how to, to, to work with beats. Mm. So, and, and I, that's what I love about TV now. Whereas in the, I'd say, you know, back in the day they'd get, oh, let's do, I don't know, let's Davina McCall and beekeeping. And I love Davina. No, no, <laughs> I'm not having a go at Davina at all. But at least now that, you know, they're going for people that know their subject, are passionate about mm. their subject and actually can talk about that subject. Oh yeah, I, I think that's definitely the way it's going now. I think, I mean, it can also be tricky as a presenter these days as well for the same reason in that actually unless you have an expertise or a niche it can be quite tricky to sort of you know find yourself a home on TV um but I was really lucky with Show Me the Honey. In fact, I think they had found an expert and they were looking for a non-expert presenter to fill that second role. But I got wind of the fact that the show was happening and I hounded them. I was like, please, 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 please. I was like, I'm on the channel already. I know what I'm talking about. And thankfully they went for it. Um, but yeah, that was me hounding them to make sure they knew that I existed <laughs> to get that job. And, and how, how did you... How did you start out? How did you get to where you are now? Because there's often quite, you know, some amazing stories of how people, you know, got where they are, right, right, you know, right place, right time, or, you know, certain yeah. meetings in, in clubs, yeah. in bars, whatever it is. How, how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, great question. Um, so I actually studied theatre, film and television. A lot of people assume that I come from a science background, but I don't. Uh, but it was after uh, graduating from university, I realised I really didn't want to be an actor at all. In fact, I wasn't enjoying it and I hugely missed science. Um, so I started working for a couple of different tech companies just to sort of like get back into that science and tech world. And that sort of accidentally took me onto YouTube. So where I started making um, YouTube videos about technology, reviewing smartphones. And then that sort of world of YouTube eventually landed me working with um, a YouTube channel called BBC Earth Unplugged, which was a BBC Earth YouTube channel, channel about science and nature. So I sort of accidentally ended up talking about tech and science online on YouTube which when I which when I first started wasn't really a thing to be honest so it was quite fortunate that I was there as YouTube was sort of becoming more and more popular and it was because of those videos that CBeebies turned up and said hey you know we're looking for someone who isn't an actor but is used to uh, being on location working in real life um, natural in front of the camera in that youtube kind of way would you be interested in doing a kids show and at that point I was really nervous of doing CBBs because I was worried that the show would be really sugary. I didn't want them to, you know, to ask me to have to act or put on a costume or pretend to be somebody I wasn't. And they were really keen to work with me on that one. So Do You Know became a show that was very much just me being myself in a factory, wandering around with a bunch of cool cameras. And um, they went for it. And that was how the show sort of came to be. So I actually started out on YouTube first and foremost. I think that's how you've got to be as well. When we did Kids TV, I, I was terrified that we'd have to put on this happy, smiley you know, mm. and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm miserable, but that, you know, I was like, oh God, we're going to have to go into hyper, you know, hyperactive kids TV mode. But yeah. as you know, the BBC, they're very good with stuff like mm. that. They don't like to patronize, you know, you, you look at the age group that you're going to, they want to get the parents as well. And I think that you've got to be, it's almost like you've, it's, it's a, it's a more sort of, I don't know, upgraded version of yourself, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, you plus totally. one. It's an exaggerated version. Yeah. You know, I, obviously, 
I'm 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 aware that I'm chatting to five year olds, so there is a level of enthusiasm that you know perhaps I wouldn't I wouldn't just you know walk around with in everyday life sort of putting out there. But it is very much me being me. Um, although actually, I think for C, I think you're right with CBBC, they have very much loved that authenticity for such a long time. Um, but just when I arrived on CBBS, they didn't have anybody. Um, outside of their pres team, you know, the studio team, who was just being themselves. They only really had characters and and shoots that were happening um, in studios. So actually having someone out and about in the real world was quite new for CBeebies at the time. Um, but sort of, I think in more recent years, they've really pushed sort of like that authentic realness for the younger kids as well, because you're right, we don't need to patronise children no matter how young they are. Yeah. yeah, we we had um, the great Andy Day on the show. Um, my mate, ago. my mate Andy, how he's was he? Fantastic, and he's good. He's good. Right. I mean, he's heavily doing the music stuff now, um, yeah. and um, and we're still in touch. We still you know, catch up every now and again. But he he was saying as well that the the shows that really do well are the simplest shows, and and because he was talking about um, the dinosaurs, um, Andy's amazing dinosaurs whatever it was and how it was just him and a green screen like that was yeah. it and um and he was saying that that simplicity when you're when you're creating and 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 working on a kids show is so important and you know i think you know the shows that you're doing and have done are testament to that as well you know it's mm. putting you in a factory no costumes no acting don't need any of that it's just you in a factory talking about how it works mm. simple yeah, I think as well, children of a young age, they really like format. They like something that they recognise, um, which is why every single show that you that you'll ha- you'll watch on CBBS, it will have its catchphrases. You know where you know where you're going. You know what you're going to get. Um, the format doesn't really change, but the content will. Um, but I think that's key to to good children's programming, really. And I'd go as far as far as to say I think we do kids tv so well in the uk i don't think there are any other countries in the world that make content for young children especially as well as we do yeah i totally agree now Mm -hmm. once you once you've you know you've had a hard days filming um you've you've been doing uh the cbb stuff cbbc you've been doing the youtube stuff how does how does maddie mo how does she relax what's her perfect day of relaxation oof I'm not the sort of person who does very well at sort of just sitting down on the sofa. I actually find I can be a bit more relaxing to sort of be on the move. Um, so definitely going out on a walk, something like that. I don't mind where, but usually somewhere with lots of trees. So I do like to get outside um, and just stroll around. For me, that's sort of way more relaxing than trying just to sit still. Um Goodness, what else do I do? Spending time with with friends and family is massive for me. Um, Last year, especially, I was here, there and everywhere, um, which is great, which is so exciting. But it did mean that I just didn't get to see, you know, my closest, my loved ones very much. So making time to to be with them, especially my niece and my nieces uh, and my nephew as well. That is that is always an absolute highlight when I get to spend special time with them. And the future, what does the, the future hold? What if there's any if there was any TV show that you could have, it's yours, what what would you do? What would you like to do? Hide her in the house remake. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I no, I may have lost my hair, but I'm still up for that C B B C, okay? <laughs> what would be I think existing shows, something that I love, and actually I heard they bought back recently, which is brilliant, but 
challenge Annika is something. If they if 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 Annika ever wanted to step down, I would love to do that show. Um, but I know that she. I'm pretty sure she's doing it again now, and brilliant. So. You know, she's well and truly got that role. But a, a show like Challenge Alan- Challenge Annika would be something I would love to do. Um, but also, I, maybe maybe it's an extension of Do You Know in a way, but as well as finding out how things are made, I'm always fascinated by um, finding out where things have come from. So I always thought it'd be really fun to do, do almost like a history version of Do You Know? So take something like paper and as well as just looking at... Um, you know how it's made sort of ask well where did it come from and maybe getting to go to Egypt and seeing the very first type of paper which was made out of papyrus or something like that so any sort of travelogue that takes me around the world finding out how things are made would be amazing have you written that pitch down and sent it because that's got you written all over it I would do that quickly before <laughs> someone listens to this and well, sends to it be in. honest it's basically my book the book that I bought out last year was called stuff um it was like eco stories of every everyday things. It was just how things are being made in fascinating fascinating ways around the world, but also how they have been made throughout history. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. So I put it in a book instead. <laughs> no, I still think that's, if anyone's that listening like great... and wants it as a TV show, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's up for it. And what can we what can we see you on in what, for the future? What what are you what are you up to? I think uh, TV-wise, um, this year, well, I mean, on CBBS uh, as always, but for me, most of my filming is um, all happening on YouTube. So I guess heading over to my YouTube channel where there is a constant stream of new fun travel videos about how things are made, um, but then also writing books. I've actually sort of signed up to write a couple of books and I've got one coming out uh, close to Christmas and it is in fact a book all about um, wonderful stories, traditions, and sciencey facts about Christmas. So, uh, yeah, that's what that's what I've been spending the most of this year doing so far. Which is weird, well, by the way. It's very strange writing about Christmas in, uh, Christmas in the spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah although go. to be fair, the weather well, is not been, too yeah. dissimilar, is it? <laughs> <laughs> very strange. Um, when that comes out, Maddie, come back and tell us about it, and we can share and tell everyone to go and go and buy it for Christmas. Well, I think you two would like it because dotted throughout the whole book will be cracker jokes. Um, yes, which I think are, they're ultimately the best dad jokes, anyway, right? Well, Amazing. let's find out because that's how we're going to end today's interview with Al and I telling you a dad joke, and let's see which gets the best response. I went first last time, right. so it's over to you. Okay, right. You ready for this? Yeah. I was hop. Um, good start. <laughs> Great. I was hospitalised due to a peekaboo incident. Now I'm in ICU. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that is that is good. That is that has got dad joke written all over it. Yeah. It, it has. really has. Okay. Um, I actually okay. laughed. I didn't even groan, so that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to make you groan. So yeah, this is it. Go on then. Um, my uh, my friend stole a calendar the other day. And he got caught. Um, yeah, he got 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you kind of got a some sort of saliva was, noise there from Maddie. It was more of like a disgusting <laughs> oh, kind of. That's dreadful. Never speak to me ever again. Was it one of those? Oh, well, we tried. Uh, Maddie, it's been lovely chatting to you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> Cheers. A Dad's Net original podcast. <laughs>